Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. Hello everyone, Philip here, and welcome to another prayer and meditation. So while I was writing and preparing this episode, I've I've had this crazy deja vu moment and realization because I am literally back in the exact same place, in the exact same spot, uh, at the exact same time, even writing this uh, writing this prayer, and um, it, it it is so so wild. But a, a little context of, of what's happening in my life, my internship with the church um, just completed. So I'm just taking a few weeks off and uh, spending some time with my family back home. And I'm in this like strange but very peaceful between gigs space. So uh, we've talked a whole lot about this, but if I've learned anything over the past year, and, and like I said, we've talked so much about this on the podcast, it's that my identity is not defined by my work or a position or a title um, or, a, or a point on a resume. But having to put that all into action, all that God's taught me back into action has been a really, really big challenge over the past couple weeks leading into this I don't know, kind of revival of this this season of unknown in my life. And as God's been leading me through this moment of transition, I've come across the story of David in my in my daily Bible reading in first and second Samuel. So I'm sure if you've heard you've heard of David before, but if not, he's the kid that killed Goliath and eventually became the king of Israel. So both of those things are are super cool and God's all over them. He's inside of those specific moments. But what about the moments that we don't get much information on? So let's go back to David's childhood. David comes onto the scene through the story of Samuel, a prophet of God. And we are in the book of Samuel, Samuel, first and second Samuel. Um, so Samuel is a prophet of God. And in first Samuel chapter 13, verse 14, God asks Samuel to find a man after his own heart to become the king of Israel. This assignment from God led Samuel to the house of a man named Jesse, who has eight sons. Of the eight sons, God chose David, the youngest of the eight, and a shepherd to be anointed as the king. And he was anointed then and there on the spot in front of his family to become the king of Israel. So you'd think like what would happen from here is he'd be rushed out into the streets and be declared the king and he'd have crowns put on his head and there'd be parties and parades and he'd be moving to Jerusalem and ruling and reigning over Israel. But nope, that is not what happened. He simply went back to his daily life of working as a shepherd for his father. But it didn't take too long for him to find his way to the palace. Saul, the current king of Israel, called him up and guess what? You're going to hate me for saying this, but David booked. King Saul had requested him to come and play music in the palace because he was a skilled musician and eventually he became Saul's armor bearer or 
basically his right-hand man, right-hand man of the king. And this all happened before David even killed Goliath. And he still, after the, after he killed Goliath, wouldn't become king for years. So what am I getting at with, with all of this? Even though David was anointed at a young age, it took him anywhere between 15 to 20 years to actually step into the appointment that God had created for him. David's fully devoted heart allowed him to live a life of humility during the season of waiting. And what I think is so cool about this as well is God has put David literally into the palace as a musician, as the king's right-hand man to learn the inner workings of the daily life of the king. He was as close as anyone could be to the king, and God put him in this place so that when he became king, he would know how to run a kingdom. So how does all of this apply to us? Let me ask this question. Do you have something that you feel God is calling you to do? Is there something inside of you that you know God's put there so that all the world can see his glory? I sure know that there are things that check those boxes in my life. And at the same time, I also know that none of those things have fully come to fruition. So how do I actually step into the appointment that I know God has for me? Well, if I turn to the world, I hear it screaming in my ear, grind, 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 do more, no days off. And every time I lean into this mentality, I find myself exhausted and at a dead end ready to give up. But recently, through incredible friends and mentors and becoming reacquainted with this story of David, God has taught me that if I have his anointment, I don't have to worry about the appointment he's bringing me into. All I have to do is live a life fully devoted to him, stay patient, and trust his timing. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 18 through 22, we see a prayer of gratitude from David. And in just a moment, I'm going to read this passage and we'll pray. But as the episode ends, or when you find some free time, I challenge you to write your own prayer of gratitude to God and simply thank him for the passions that he has placed in your life, the desires that he's placed in your life, and pray for the appointments that he's already brought you through and to, and those that he is currently bringing you toward in your future. Second Samuel chapter 7 verses 18 through 22. David's prayer of gratitude. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me thus far? And yet this was a small thing in your eyes, O Lord God. You have spoken also of your servant's house for a great while to come, and this is instruction for mankind, O Lord God. And what more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O Lord God. Because of your promise and according to your own heart, you have brought about all this greatness to make your servant know it. Therefore you are great, O Lord God. There is none like you, and there is no God beside you, according to all we have heard with our ears. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being the author of our faith and the finisher of our faith. Help us live with eyes on you, 
following you step for step. Teach us to be patient and teach us to align our lives with your timing and not with our own. Your will is always going to be so much better than our own. Show us areas of our life where we're trying to make things happen on our own will. God, we can't do anything without you. Lord, help us be people after your own heart, even when it doesn't feel like it. God, please let us remember that you are working out your own perfect plan. We trust you, Lord. We love you. And it's in your perfect name we pray. Amen. Thank you.